Welcome to the Bull and Bear Show with Michael McGuire of McGuire Retirement Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieve your retirement goals. And now, here to help you with your financial questions is Michael McGuire. Hello and welcome back to the Bull and Bear Show. My name is Michael McGuire and my company is McGuire Capital. And I just want to tell you, I'm very thankful you're with us this week. We're going to have a great show. This week, we're going to talk about charitable trust and the retirement wealth gaps that many of my clients and you listening will face once you hit that magical pinnacle called retirement. So I uh, recently had a very interesting chat with one of my clients who was interested in setting up one of these charitable trusts. And while my client honestly had a really good understanding of some of the things that go into setting up those type of trust, he was taken back a little bit when I talked about how complex that process can sometimes be. So if you're listening today, you're going to get some really good information about charitable trust. And and uh, with that conversation in mind, I decided that I was going to talk about it on today's show. Uh, but before we get too far into that, I want to introduce, as always, the great Tony Shore, <laughs> my co-host each and every week. And Tony, how in the world are you? Well, Michael, first of all, thanks for having me on the show again. Uh, lots of fun. You always bring a, a lot of great wisdom, uh, tips and strategies for our listeners out there. But I'm excited to be here. I've had a great week. To be honest, it's been crazy busy. My oldest, my son, who's 22, is planning his wedding. So wow. it's been busy around the shore household. I'll tell you that. Uh, I come to work now to get a break. From, <laughs> now, from this, the is, this, is, this is your son. Yeah. So is dad going to have some expense uh, on this wedding? We're going to have a little expense. I was raised that the uh, girl's parents pay for everything. Uh, and I just go. assume that, but I, I've been told that's not how <laughs> it's not tradition. It used to be tradition, you know, uh, that, yep. the, that the bride's family would always cover the cost of the wedding but uh, absolutely but uh adam said no he and brie they've been together since high school so and all awesome. through college so but they're they're going to cover some of it and i think we're splitting it so so yeah right. i'm going to hit you up it's funny you should ask because uh before the end of the show i'm going to hit uncle mcguire up for a little loan you know to help me cover it <laughs> perfect perfect how about you how have you been Oh my goodness. You know, this past week we had a client event and we held it, Tony, at the Western Heritage Muse Museum right here in Oklahoma oh, City. Wow, it used to be at a called museum. Yeah, it used to be called the Cowboy Hall of Fame. And oh, uh yeah. I've I actually it was, heard of it. It was such a blast. Back in nineteen sixty five, uh John Wayne flew into Oklahoma City at the at the opening and through the years, Mr. Wayne uh ended up giving a lot of things to the to the uh, uh, Cowboy Hall of Fame and later now known as the Western Heritage Museum. But there's a great um, a great section that the Duke 
provided a lot of memorabilia from several movies. Plus, they told me downstairs, uh, not only during his lifetime, but after, after his death, he had donated quite a bit of things that they, they were holding uh, in storage. So it was billed as Dinner with the Duke. So uh, I basically leased out the, the museum for the night. There was only McGuire Capital clients there, and we had a great attendance. I had uh, almost 70 um, went through and had a private tour of the of the facility, which was phenomenal. And then we came back, had a plated lunch, and um, had a, a movie. We got to watch The Cowboys, one of John Wayne's movies. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, it was That's awesome. That's a very Oklahoma awesome. thing to do. Very Oklahoma thing to do. <laughs> I and, love it. Uh, you know, my name is Michael Wayne McGuire. And the Wayne ah. is actually, my mom actually named me after John Wayne. So uh, I have done my younger children a disservice, though, because as we were going, they said, who is John Wayne? And I'm oh, like, no. oh, what have I done? What <laughs> well, have I done? Well, you've got the swagger. I can see why your parents. That's <laughs> hey, good. you should have seen me. I had on the cowboy hat. Had on the boots, <laughs> belt. I, I, uh, drugstore cowboy. I dressed the part anyway. Drugstore so. cowboy. But my, but my daughter is a really a cowgirl. My twelve year old, you know, she rides and and she's authentic. She looks good in her hat and her boots and and she actually knows uh, the right end of a horse and the way to put a saddle on and the way to ride one. So sure. Uh, yeah. So it was great. So we're gonna, Tony. We're gonna be doing that. Those of you that are listening, as you become clients of mine, um, we love to do events. And absolutely, there's no sales presentation during that event, nor will there be at any of my events. I'm really saying thank you to my clients, and we're having a good time, uh, enjoying each other. And I think it's one of the things that makes me stand out different than a lot of people that are in our business. Sure. So uh, that was my my past week, and it was it was phenomenal. Sure. Well, that's awesome. So uh, let's dig in to the topic for today. And I think you're hitting on something that's really important today. Uh, you don't have to be wealthy to establish a charitable trust. We're going to talk about charitable trusts, you said. And you've always told me, I, I always assumed that when I hear the word trust or charitable trust, that you had to be extremely wealthy to take advantage or to even want to need one, right, or want to have one. So uh, like a lot of the people listening right now, I think my first instinct was always, aren't charitable trusts for people like Jeff Bezos or the royal family? But that's not Somebody the case. super wealthy. No, it's not. It's the not. Case, is it? No, it's it's not, Tony. And I read a really great report from U.S. News and in, in World Report, and the article was, you know, should you set up a charitable trust? And as I read that, it really resonated to me that that trust like this can be used for anyone. You really just, Tony, need to have a, a, a want and a desire to take care of something that's special to you uh, after your death. And uh, so that that article had a lot of good information, and it, it's going to help build our conversation today. Uh, so uh, I think uh, before you... Uh, judge or rush to judgment saying, you know, I can't afford one of those or I don't need one of those. Listen, listen to me, because a lot of people, I think this could fit, uh, fit maybe a need that they might have. So the article explained that if you have extra assets um, that you and you have a cause that you deeply you know care about, and that could be um, it could be your church. It could be a uh, 
uh, something that has touched you, uh, you know I'm legally blind in my left eye, so eyesight's important to me. Well, uh, Lions Club is something that I have attended for many years, and in that uh, uh, not-for-profit organization, you know, it touches my heart. So uh, a charitable trust, to really need one, you have to have the money to put in there. It doesn't have to be a lot of money, by the way, but you have to have some assets that you you, you could put in in ultimately going to this this charitable organization, and you need to have that desire to take care of of that. So a charitable trust, uh, it also provides a way or an avenue to pass your assets down without a state or gift tax. So, so there is tax, there is a tax advantage here too. Yeah, yeah. And, and that and I'm not going to lie, that's a big part. That's a big part of it. Whether you're um, have a lot of money or a little bit of money, but you got this cause, uh, it, it's an effective way uh, to have a tax benefit. Uh, so I feel like that. Um, I feel like this conversation today will hit a lot of people. Yeah, and and if I'm remembering correctly, there are different types of charitable trusts. Correct. You got that right. Yeah. A, a charitable trust can be designed in, in numerous ways uh, with various tax implications, Tony. So, however, the charitable remainder trust and the charitable lead trust are two very common types that I see my clients utilize. So if you build a charitable remainder trust, you're first going to use cash and other assets that you used to fund this trust uh, yourself. Uh, from there, the trust pays out a stream of of income once you pass to your family and then once uh, uh, and that that could be during their whole lifetime and then uh, or it could be an established window but once um, everyone has passed or the window has closed those remaining assets are going to go on to that charity that you originally set this up to do yeah, and that seems straightforward but uh, I I wouldn't want to go it alone in trying to figure all this out. Um, what are the nuances then or the aspects of a charitable lead trust? You know, with a charitable lead trust, payments from the trust are sent to the charity first. So upon your death, they're going to take care of that charity. And the remainder then goes to your beneficiaries at the end of an established amount of time or a trust term. And though this kind of trust is often funded as a component of what we call a legacy plan because it's going to help reduce your beneficiary's tax burden. So it's a good way to, to lower those taxes. Uh, to put simply, the estate receives a charitable deduction. So when 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 the the you pass and that charity uh, charitable reindeer trust kicks in, the your family is going to receive uh, because of that donation, they're going to receive a uh, deduction, and what's ever left, uh, the beneficiaries then after the charity is finished will uh, get them back. So clearly, if you choose between a charitable remainder trust or that lead trust, it can be difficult. You need to talk to professionals you need to get involved your your tax people people like me we need to work together for you to figure out what's what is the correct uh, type of trust that you might need so what are some of the advantages of a charitable trust first uh, and I think the significant advantage is that you have uh, a cause Tony you need to have an organization that's important to you sure um, don't just you're not going to do this to, to for the tax deduction it, it honestly you need to have a somebody that you, that that you're going to help out 
And that that so that to me that's one of the first things. Somebody that you're passionate about, and you know that you're going to have to. Uh, find that organization that it's going to make a real difference for them. Once you've established that, as many of my clients age, they begin to speak more and more about wanting to leave something behind. And I think that matters. I think, uh, uh, you know, we only go around once, and and if we can make a difference for people, this is a great avenue to do that. So um, it when it comes to the more nuts and bolts uh, of doing this, there's other possible advantages, um, not the least of which, though, is reducing that tax burden, and that's going to help your beneficiaries as well. So by giving or gifting through this trust, it's going to lower that tax burden. And finally, if you're worried a sale may lead to higher taxes, a charitable trust may be a good option for you. So if you've got an asset that has really went up in value, um, and you're going to have, let's say, a $250,000 capital gain on it, or maybe even higher, um, it may be an avenue by designing a trust that you're able to move that high-gained um, asset into that trust. And that strategy is going to allow you to avoid taxes because once the assets are in the trust, it can be those assets can be sold without getting smacked with those capital gains taxes. Sure. So it's a great avenue for that. So for for some people, there are a lot of potential advantages here, from what I hear you saying, Michael. But uh, now you better give us some of the disadvantages. Well, you know, and, and thank you for that, because I think it is important to uh, to kind of weigh out both sides. So perhaps the biggest disadvantage of setting up one of these charitable rem- remainder trusts is that there's fees involved. So you can't do it for free. Sure. Attorney's going to get involved. Oh, you're going to yeah. have you're going to have fees not only establishing it, but also, Tony, with the ongoing maintenance of it. So uh, trust uh, also are often what we call irrevocable. And that means that uh, if your financial life changes and you've already set one of these up, it is pretty darn hard to unwind it. You know, you, you, you have set this up to get this deduction and help out this charity and, um, it irrevocable is what it sounds like. Yeah. You can't, you can't change your mind and go, I want that money now. I don't want it to go to that charity. Right. Yep. Yep. And and I'll tell you other things I've encountered. I've encountered a family that really uh, don't like your decision. Uh, You know, they don't they don't see eye to eye with you on helping out that organization. Uh, So it can cause family, uh, you know, squabbles. Yeah. Uh, So if you're looking at all the disadvantages, I I think those are the biggest ones. Tony. Sure. Well, and it it sounds like. there are a lot of advantages, but some disadvantages as well. But let's go back uh, to something that you said at the top of the show. We were talking about this. How much money does somebody need to make it worth establishing a charitable trust? Well, the simplest way that I can put it is you don't need to be rich to benefit from one of these trusts, Tony. And most importantly, if you want to be certain that the potential advantages of that trust are greater than those management costs and that cost to set up, um, then then we'll do it. We'll look at that for you. We'll help you. Um, we'll work with your attorney on that. And and we'll, it's really a, a benefit cost a decision. We'll just look and see. Um, you'll also want to cl- look very closely at your 
future needs. We want to really uh, get that financial plan, which you know we do for clients. We want to get that set up and, and to, to make sure that you're covering your needs so that that we kind of um, are building an all-weather portfolio just in case the world changes. Uh for goodness sakes, just look at what's happening right now with this Russia-Ukraine thing. You know, we're all kind of trying to figure out what the next step is going to be, and we're all praying that it's not World War III. Sure. And I don't think it will be, but but uh, as best we can, we're going to look into the future. And how we do that, Tony, is to look at your past and where you presently are right now. We're going to take a real hard look at what are you doing, uh, your job situation, uh, your your what you want to do in the future uh, once you do retire. Uh, are you going to do a part-time job? Are you going to work until you die? You know, what I want to I want to know those income needs, what they're going to be. So, but I have found, Tony, um, that by helping clients establish these charitable trusts, uh, man, it does a lot of good for the heart. And it, it does a lot of good for the pocketbook. Sure. Uh, to know that you're helping somebody, helping somebody that, that or a cause that means something to you. And you're help, helping your family by taking a deduction for doing that charitable gift. Sure. And I know that you work alongside estate planning attorneys and tax professionals. Uh, and you have a back end staff and uh, resources that you use for your clients. Uh, when you determine uh, with them, hey, maybe a trust is a good thing for you in this situation or a charitable trust. And I know that this is something you've helped your clients with. So if our listeners out there have any questions about this, how can they get a hold of you? I know you offer a no charge, no obligation consultation, correct? Absolutely. And Tony, you know, if you're listening to me and you want a straight shooter, somebody that's not going to try to talk over your head, somebody that really does care, then I'm your guy. Uh, we we can help you uh, wade through some of the worry about how much money am I going to need when I retire? What What is that magic number? Um, I, I, you know, should I be doing a trust? Should I be doing a charitable trust? We can help answer those. And it all starts with a phone call to me. Again, it's Michael McGuire. And you can reach me at 405-760-5863. Six three, and by the way, you can call me right now during the show. You can call me after the show, four zero five seven six zero five eight six three. Not only do we do uh, a couple of these shows um, every week, uh, they're hour long. I'm also an author. I've written a book, uh, Tall Ships and Small Ships, and I really I think it's a must read. And 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 when you come in and sit down with me and we look over your situation, uh, at the very least you're going to walk away with that book in your hand, and uh, it won't cost you anything to set up the appointment. And if you end up liking me and and you feel like that we can be a good fit for you, uh, then we'll make a second meeting. Uh, That first meeting is gathering information, Tony, to help with these decisions. Right. And I think that's great. Well, thanks for that, Michael. And listeners, uh, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of the Bull and Bear Show and our host, Michael McGuire, right after this. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where their retirement assets should be invested. At McGuire Capital, 
we created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at mcguirecap.com or call us at 405-760-5863. That number again is 405-760-5863. Welcome back to the Bull and Bear Show. My name is Michael McGuire and my company is McGuire Capital. I'm so glad you're here with us for the second uh, half of our show. We've been talking about charitable remainder trust and... Uh, once again, either during the show or after, you can always reach me at 405-760-5863. During today's first segment of the show, we looked at some of the advantages, and we also talked about the uh, drawbacks of, of establishing a charitable trust. Next, I want to focus on something that's a little different, but it's no less important a topic. We're going to talk about retirement wealth gaps. And as you can likely imagine, ensuring uh, as the best possible uh, way for you not to run out of money uh, is to knowing up front how much money you're going to need. And uh, really, Tony, a good hard look at where a person is today and where they want to be in retirement helps us determine this wealth gap that they're going to need, this this income gap that they're going to need in retirement. Sure. And, you know, when it comes to income gaps, uh, that's, this is the main thing that you do for folks is uh, help them figure out how they're going to get the income they need in retirement. Uh, you have to have a plan, an income plan uh, knowing, hey, what's the fixed amount I'm going to be able to have that I know will be there each month to cover my expenses in retirement, to live comfortably. And obviously, there are gaps that need to be filled. You know, Social Security isn't going to cover it all. Uh, we know that. So I know that you come up with a plan. And I think a lot of Americans out there who are in their, say, late 50s to early 60s, they probably lay awake at night wondering if they're going to get the retirement they really want. So I think it would be good to know that in advance. I think you're absolutely right, Tony. And that is the number one question uh, that people have in their mind in their 50s and 60s. Um, there's an article from Kiplinger that I read. It's called How to Calculate Your Retirement Wealth Gap. And hey, it had some good, uh, insightful information. So let's get rolling on that. First, uh, defining what exactly your retirement gap is, is very important. And the article uh, really, it, it, it told a story that I think really uh, will help you with, with what it means by a retirement or an income gap. So imagine that you're standing on a bank of a river. So you're standing right there, maybe the Washita River. If you're, if folks that are listening to me that are down south, or it could be the Canadian River. So you're standing on that bank and uh, that represents really your current financial situation. It's where you are right now. And as you look across the river to the other side, to the other bank, that represents your retirement. When you stand over on that other side, you're in retirement. From where you are right now on this current bank all the way across the river is the gap that you've got to fill in. We've got to create a bridge for you to get over to the other side. And we need to have to, to fill that gap it's concerning, you know, the income. So the opposite riverbank, it would be, in my mind, your ideal retirement. And the water that's flowing between those two banks, that's that gap that we're going to help you prepare for. 
Well, and that's important. And, you know, um, I, I like the analogy and I think it, it works. Uh, you're like that trusty rowboat as the financial services professional or the bridge that's going to get yep. from your working years to your retirement years, right? Absolutely. You know, when we look at protecting your nest egg, where you're sitting on that riverbank right now, I we're going to look at a lot of things. And some of the things that, that we do as a firm uh, that help you is legacy planning, which is some of the things we talked about in the first segment, long-term care. I'm going to look and see if you have a trust. Uh, if you need a trust, I'm going to look at what we're talking about right now, income planning. We're also going to get into risk analysis. We're going to look at inflation. My goodness, it's raging right now. And then we're going to talk about taxes. So that is kind of the uh, the all-encompassing thing that a good financial planner is going to do for you. An excellent financial planner is going to help you implement that. So the, one of the very first things that you have to do is to identify what you're doing right now and have somebody look at that um, beside yourself to, to kind of have that 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 larger view of of hey is this person taking advantage of uh, Roth uh, retirement vehicles are they taking advantage of their 401k to the max are they are they getting advantage of that match that their employers doing um, have they left accounts behind kind of orphaned accounts that they haven't thought about in a long time are they not even looking at their statements mm. those are things when you come in the first time to visit with me I'm going to ask you to bring in, your your statements, and um, and don't worry, I we're we're not going to get you as a client usually till the third meeting, so you don't have to worry. There's no pressure. Um, it, I truly want to be a, a, a true wealth advisor for you, and that type of person doesn't sell a product. A, a true wealth advisor is really selling you on themselves and the plan that they're going to create for you. And inside that plan will certainly be investment vehicles. And we do them all, um, you know, at McGuire capital, um, um, we're fiduciaries. We also wear the hat on the insurance side as agents. Um, and we're going to disclose everything to you. It's very important that you work with somebody that you you not only get to know, but to, that you like them. I think that's very important and that you trust them. And so as I look and evaluate the riverbank that you're on right now and, and see what your current financial situation is, I'm going to learn more about you and your family because when it really gets down to it, and you may be single listening to me, so I'm going to learn about that you and 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 what's important to you, family that's important to you if you don't have a spouse or, or kids or you're you're single with kids. I'm going to learn your just your situation and what, what matters to you, and then I'm going to help build that bridge to get to that retirement bank across the way, and, and we do that now. There, there is building involved. It, it takes, it takes time. Um, I love to get you as young as I can get you, but if you're listening to me and you're 85, I can still help you. And if you're 25, I can certainly help you to to start out right. And uh, so I, I want to, to above all, is to give people some peace about knowing how much money they need to be saving right now, every month, you know, uh, 
so important to get that magic number for you, um, what our goal is at retirement, and and how do we get to that goal. Let's break it down further. Once we find out the amount that you might need, then we need to work on breaking it down to to what how you can tackle a uh, you know tackle it, and that is how much money each month you need to be setting aside, and most importantly. What kind of vehicles it needs to be in? Does it need to be in tax-free, tax-deferred, taxable? We're going to help you with that. So, uh, Tony, I think um, an important thing is always your strategy. Yeah. You know, let us use, I'm going to use a business owner as an example. Many business owners spend hours every day working at their business. They worry about it. Goodness sakes, you worry about it when you're actually not at work. <laughs> uh, owning a business is not for the faint of heart. No. And it's, uh, you're, it, it's an endeavor, though, that, that I think you're all in. And you got to be all in when you do that. But accordingly, when you're working hard at your business, it can be easy to forget about, you know, what, what you need to do to get over to that other riverbank, you know, your life, ha- I always say life gets involved. Um, <laughs> life you have the best intentions. Yeah. yeah. You have the best intentions, but sometimes you take your eye off the ball and that that's where a, a really solid, good wealth advisor can make a world of difference for you to gently nudge you, you know, to send you reminders and to keep you on track or, or, or somebody that you feel comfortable that you can pick up the phone and say, Hey Mike, you know, uh, I just had this happen right before, right before we we're doing this radio call, had a client call me up and said, Hey, um, as you know, I've, I've been doing some remodeling work on my house and I've, uh, I've really got to know the builders. And Mike, they're hitting me up. They they really want me to make an investment uh, on flipping a house, and I, I I just felt great that they trusted me to take that that on for that advice. And and that that's part of I know this client inside and out. They have a lot of money with me, uh, and it's happened over many many years. And I I kind of view myself as a safeguard. I I am um, their excuse when when things don't look right, but they sure. don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. They can always say, yeah. "Well, my financial advisor says that uh, my money's tied up and I can't do it." <laughs> sure, but. But you know that's part of that's part of getting to really know and liking and trusting your advisor. So uh, this article that I read talked about business owners and and a lot of times they plan on selling their business, uh, obviously at retirement and use that money. But this was shocking to me, Tony. According to the Kiplinger article, only around four percent of businesses sell for what the owners really actually think it's worth. Yeah. And if you think about that, four percent, that's ninety six percent of the people are not getting the money they, they really thought that they would get for their business. Well, I mean it goes to prove I always say people think their stuff is worth more than it is. Right. You always <laughs> think your own stuff is worth more than it is, but that is low. I mean that uh only around four percent of businesses sell for what the owner thinks it's actually worth. That's well, and a part of it is because, like you said earlier, owning a business, you put so much of your heart and soul, yes. your your sweat and your tears into that business. Uh, you've worked your whole life on it. So to you, the value has got to be great in the first place. Uh, so it's hard to put a financial price on that. Um, but yeah, that's not good. Uh, that's a stark example. And again, it's like you said, the takeaway here is strategize, 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 right? And strategize a little bit more. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, you you, yeah. you nailed it. You know, um, 
next to uh, you need to know how wide that uh, gap is. Um, and what I mean by that is you have to know what your current income needs are. We got to lay out, man. We got to look at your income and your expenses and, and we need to take into account, um, uh, inflation. Yeah. We need to look at how prices are going to go higher. But a lot of times what I like to do, Tony, is to include all the current income producing assets. But surprisingly, I'll leave out the home and I'll leave out the business a lot so of times. So why, I have to ask, why when you figure this out, should a person's home and business not be included in figuring out what they're going to need financially? You know, it, at times the, I will include the home, but oftentimes the truth is when you sell your place, you got to rebuy another one. And unless you take a really significant downsizing where you're actually going to free up, you know, quite a bit of money, sure. Uh, then absolutely we will yeah. we will include it. But but I like to start without doing that, and that'd be a nice little surprise for us. Um, and you know, the business is interesting as well because when you when you leave your business, obviously there won't be a paycheck coming from there. And so I want to I want to run it again in the beginning without that business being sold. Uh, or income. I, I want to just see where you are right now. And I want to run those numbers uh, and figure out, uh, you know, you're you're used to living on X amount of money and we think inflation is going to do this and you're going to need X, Y amount of money. And I'm going to, I'm going to see exactly uh, how big your nest egg is. It's okay, whatever it is, but we need to look at reality and see where it is right now. And, and Tony, that is the very start of creating that financial plan and assessing exactly how wide you're going to have an, of an income, income gap. You know, um, if you were to die right now today or, or retire right now today and, and your spouse is left or you and your spouse are, are, are retiring right now, then all you have is all you have. And so how much income is that going to produce? And is that going to allow you to work uh, or allow you to live life without having to take a second job? Well, yeah, and I think that's that's really important. So you have to know where you're at financially, and that's why you meet with a financial services professional like yourself. Figure out what that gap is going to be. Uh, so once you know where you're at, what's next? After you know where you are, it's time to now figure out where you're going. Yep. And uh, figuring out where you're going often comes down to some pretty – uh, broad but very important questions. Um, I want to know when do you want to retire? So, Tony, I'm going to ask the client that. Um, I want to know um, where do you want to retire? Are you are you planning on following the kids or the grandkids or staying? Um, that's important to me because cost of living is different in different places. I want to know um, what kind of lifestyle do you want in retirement? You may tell me, hey, we want to we want to go traveling on a whim, and and uh, or we we want to spend a lot of time traveling to see our grandkids, and they're all over the country. Sure, I, I just want to know that lifestyle. And uh, do you want to travel? Uh, you know how often? I, I all those things, and we've talked about it in other shows. You know, retirement happens in stages. In the first years of retirement, people do a lot of traveling. Typically, the go-go uh, years. 
Yep, exactly right. And and we did a whole show talking about that, but but it's so important to figure that out. I want to know those broad questions. And then um, I'll, I'll return briefly now to that example I was talking about, about the business business owner. A lot of business owners uh, do things like they, they, they write off their smartphone. You know, they use it for business. Sure. And they'll write off a lot of out-of-pocket expenses in their business. But once they no longer have that business, guess what? You don't have those write-offs. Yeah. So true. that those little things, it's important. Details matter. And little things add up for me to figure out how much money you need per month to live when you hit retirement. And when I get that number, I know how much money that you're going to have to have to generate that, that, that amount of money. Sure. And that example, honestly, that, that hits home. I think for a lot of people, even if you don't own a business, I'm thinking about all the ways I pay for things today. Uh, and I pay for them in ways that I won't be able to when I retire. I mean, some things are covered, some things we get tax, you know, credits for. So yeah, you have to sit up and pay attention. And like you said, if you know, you have to ask these questions because what if a couple comes in and they want to, they want to get an RV and travel in retirement? Well, you're going to have to look at that, especially right now. Um, some of these RVs hold a lot of gasoline and, uh, (laughs) I heard a guy it was $1,200 to fill up his RV because that's how yeah. much gas it holds. Can you imagine that? I, I it's crazy. can't imagine it's crazy. It. Yeah. And it was a year ago, it was 600 bucks for that, yep. you know, which was still a huge amount of money, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, it, it, that's inflation. And, uh, I think here's another example. Let, let's say that your current lifestyle cost you, I don't know, let's say $150,000 a year or roughly that's 12,500 Tony a month. And while that's a good starting point for your retirement income, you're still going to have to pay taxes, though, Tony. And so when I look at that and somebody tells me that they need 150000 a year, I'm thinking in my mind, well, they really need to be grossing about 190000 because after taxes to get to that number. Um, so uh, you need to figure that that's where we start. And I'm going to look at what state you're in. You know, um, some of my clients live in states that do not have state income taxes like Texas and Florida, but here in Oklahoma, we do. So I'm going to look at that taxes and that's going to help me evaluate exactly what you're going to need, uh, in retirement to live per year. Yeah. Well, and I know a lot of the things we end up discussing here each week, Michael, uh, make me do feel grateful. I work closely uh, with you and you give a lot of great advice, you have to work with a financial services professional who can get to know you and meet your needs and goals. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I've been in the financial industry, gosh, Tony, three decades now. Sure. Um, and, and you don't look a day over 30. I do. <laughs> you're, you're so kind in a, in a good life. You must have started really uh, <laughs> young, Michael. Really, really young. You know, I've been in a long time, you know, but here's the deal. I, I haven't lost my ability to see how overwhelming this stage of life can be for clients, oh, sure. even though I've done it, been there with clients many, many times, and that works to your advantage if you become my client. Uh, I still know 
that that sinking feeling of not you know of of not really knowing how much you need to to fill in that gap once you don't get a steady paycheck so it's so important uh to have that plan and you know a lot of people are with these guys that and gals that uh they're just all about the transaction they're all about the commission sure uh and they're not about you um and it just needs to go much deeper. If you're gonna if you're gonna be in this this industry for decades, like myself, you got to care. You got to do the right thing. Uh, referrals is is my lifeblood, and you only get those if you do the right thing for clients. So, um, very important for us to have a really heart to heart conversation about what's going on right now, and you just laying it out for me. Hey, Mike, this is this is what it costs me every month to live, and and these bills are not, are going to go away at retirement, but I'm still going to have these, and we'll just get down, roll up. I love roll up my sleeves and get to work on it. All right. Well, you know what? We have to take another quick break here, Michael. So before we do, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Once again, you can reach me at 405-760-5863. Once again, that's Michael McGuire at 405-760-5863. All right. Thanks, Michael. And listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of The Bull and Bear Show and our host, Michael McGuire, after this. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call McGuire Capital at 405-760-5863 or visit mcguirecap.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report to help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back to the Bull and Bear Show. My name is Michael McGuire, and I'm so blessed that you're listening to us once again this week. You can reach me at 405-760-5863, either during the show or after, and my company is McGuire Capital. You can check us out on the our website at mcguirecap.com. In today's first two segments, we've been talking about charitable trust in the first one. And in the second, our subject was income gaps and and some of the things that you need to know about about what that means and how are you going to fill that gap in. So I think... uh, I think, Tony, uh, today's show is going to help a lot of people, especially yeah. if they reach out and give me a call and we can get them a plan started. Yeah, I think that's great. It's It's been a good show. I, I had no idea uh, about those charitable trusts. Thanks for answering our questions on that, Michael. And now we're talking about the income gap. So uh, let's continue with that. What do you have for us next? All right. Uh, back to that Kiplinger article. It says, how to calculate your retirement wealth gap. Uh, The next critical topic that the article addresses is the wealth gap formula. So for the sake of an example, I'll I'll give this. Um, Let's assume that you have a million dollars, Tony, currently saved. And oftentimes financial advisors will use what we call this uh, 4% rule. So on a million dollars with a 4% distribution rate in retirement, you'll need about uh, what we discussed earlier, $190,000 pre-taxes to have that annual income of 150,000 that you need. So what that tells me is that you need to save around 3.8 million dollars to close in that wealth gap. Wow. Okay. 
So, yeah. but how do, how do you arrive at that number? So first you have to understand your current financial picture. I'm going to need there, that loan from you sooner than I thought. I <laughs> exactly. And, and if there, we're going to determine the pre-tax income that you're going to need to maintain your current position throughout your retirement. So, um, we calculate the size of the lump sum you'll need to maintain that income. So in that example I gave, it ends up being you've got a million now, and I'm telling you you need another 3.8. That's 4.8 million. And and so what the how you get that is you take you take your your uh, gross amount that you need 190 thousand, and you divide that uh, by 0. 0.04. That four percent rule. So in other words, it takes 4.8 million at four percent to generate 190 K. That's that's sure. That's just the brutal facts of it. So one of now, the ways I know people are going to get some of that is Social Security. Where does that fit into all this? Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that because people that are listening are going, oh, my goodness, how am I going to do that? Yeah. Well, hey, Social Security, I often find can help, uh, you know, close to a million dollars in, in that evaluation that I gave. So um, here, here's the way you look at it. it Social Security, um, the calculation uh, adds an extra typically 40000 a year coming in of income from Social Security. And, uh, hey, applying that 4% rule, it reduces that income gap that you're going to need but by – down to 2.8 million versus that 3.8 I was telling you before. So Social Security is very important in helping you in retirement. Well, yeah, it definitely makes a difference. And it, it but again, it depends. Some people are going to get a lot less Social Security. Some people might even get more. But uh, that is that is a big difference, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, shrinking a wealth gap by a million bucks, uh, that's a big deal. Yeah, uh, yeah. But hey, you know, if you're well, let's look at this. Um, let's not forget that in that scenario that I was talking about, you're still staring at needing $2.8 million uh, at 4% return to cover that gap. You know, and if you're 45 years old, then I'm going to calculate for you that you need to save $8,833 a month um, with a very hypothetical return of 7% just to make up the difference before you hit 60 years old. Yikes, if that doesn't make you break out in a cold sweat, nothing will. So what are some steps people can take to close that potential wealth gap? I was hoping you're going to ask that, Tony. You know, the first step is to work part-time. Now, don't panic when I say that. Uh, it, it just helps on your income. I don't want you to, to if, if you can't um, hit that number, then part-time doing something you really like and enjoy is going to really significantly help you in that gap because I'm dealing with just cold, hard numbers and I got to get you. We either have to tighten our belt or we're going to have to bring more money in. Sure. And so uh, I'll give you an example. Just work 20 hours a week doing something that you really like for 18 bucks an hour. And that's an additional $1,890 in gross income. Um, Per month, that's going to really that's going to make a big difference in assisting oh, yeah. you to hit your goal. Well, sure, and and I'm glad you talked about working part time in retirement because people are living longer and longer, and obviously more and more people are working into their retirement years. And working part time doesn't mean you have to do something you don't want to do. You've told us that uh, in many past shows as well. There are a lot of opportunities to earn extra money doing something that's 
gonna, that's flexible and that you also enjoy, like working part-time at a golf course or a library or something you're passionate about. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you something else. Uh, if you come to me early enough, it makes a difference in the vehicle that you use. If I can have wealth being built, your nest egg being built up in a, a Roth, a, a tax-free then then guess what that that amount of money that gross amount will be less because we're not having to pay taxes sure so a lot of this will will be determined by the vehicles that you use um, to get you there so that's part of what we do is to help you kind of shrink that number that you have to have <clears throat> by using uh, tax efficient means and investments to do that sure so, and you mentioned taxes, uh, tax efficiency can really help you minimize your uh, burden in retirement, and that leaves more money to use for retirement and for living, right? Oh, absolutely. So those are part of the, the building blocks of creating a financial plan is to understand what a traditional retirement account is, what a Roth retirement account is, how much you are allowed to put in those. Um the fact that at work, oftentimes you can actually have a Roth 401k, a traditional 401k, and really working close with somebody like myself to uh, help you get to that magic number that you're going to need. And if you're listening to me and, and you don't need $150,000 uh, to live on, then then great, your number's less. If you need more, then your number's bigger. Uh, it doesn't matter to us. We want to get you to wherever comfort is for you in retirement. Yeah. And um, just don't be fooled by these people that will try to to show you these outrageous gains um, to to say, oh, you don't, you know, you don't need uh, to save a million dollars for retirement. You can do it on three hundred thousand because we're going to give you some crazy interest rate return yeah. per year. Yeah. Just don't 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 be conned by that. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of so-called financial professionals out there and you have to really be careful you have to work with a a fiduciary a trusted financial services professional like yourself now michael we're almost out of time so before we go let our listeners know about that special offer you have for them and how to get a hold of you oh how time flies well hey here's how you get a hold of me and just pick up the phone and give me a call i'm easy to talk to and and we'll set up an appointment and we'll see exactly where you are right now so call me at 405-760-5863 again that's michael mcguire at 405-760-5863 absolutely no obligation keep your money in your purse or your pocketbook your billfold and uh, uh, just come in and visit with me bring in those statements you'll walk away with my book and a second appointment with me to to let me start laying out a financial plan so i look forward to hearing from you at 405-760-5863 god bless and have a wonderful week all right and that does it for today's episode of the bull and bear show with our host michael mcguire Thank you for listening to The Bull and Bear Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael McGuire at McGuire Retirement Solutions. Call 405-760-5863 or visit them online at mcguirecap.com.
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by McGuire Capital Management, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oklahoma. Michael McGuire and McGuire Capital Management are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.